Alright, so this episode is going to be called Lunch Break. Welcome to the Zelodio podcast, A Walk to the Corner Store. I typically um, have stuff to do during lunch, and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit while I do my stuff. So, when I left you last, I had a few options for plumbing for the event, as we have broken toilets. I did just make a call to K&J Septic, which is a company around here that does um, Porta Johns, just to see how much it would be as, like I said, one of my second to last resorts um, to having working plumbing was to get a, a Porta John for the weekend. Well, that is a hundred dollars at the minimum. Um, so we would have an issue there because um, that's more than I'm willing to spend. Like I said, I would roughly maximum like to spend $25. So it's a good fallback. If for some reason I have no other option and we can't use the house and uh, if we can't use the house then I might have that money in wire um, that I would be able to scrap. I wonder if you picked up that noise there. I did let one rip there. <laughs> Anyways, so that's frustrating that that's so expensive. I was kind of hoping it'd be more along the lines of like $35 to $50 max to get a toilet for a day. Because that's all it would really be. Maybe one person would go Friday night and everybody else would be using it mostly just on Saturday. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, whatever. That's what it is. At least I got that number. Um, I know what that cost is. What else is new? So I'm going to grab a pizza for lunch here. It is 12.46 on a Tuesday. Man, for a Tuesday, it's probably going to be pretty long. So far, um, obviously, put in roughly four hours, whatever, three, whatever it is, eight to 12. It's usually about four. Oh, there, my card stalled itself out. And uh, I've already got commitments tonight to go work as well for the electrician. Finally, that job came through. We put a couple days in on it here and there, but they basically weren't ready with the framing and any of the building uh, for the electricians for us to get in there and, and do this wiring. And it's really not that complicated or all that hard. There's not much left to it. Um, so it should be pretty quick, but it's just a matter of, hold on here. Hot and ready? Nope. 588. Thank you. So there you go, 588 is the price of a hot and ready pizza in my hometown. In case you didn't know. It's one of the 
Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. It is uh, definitely one of the better options for a um, quick lunch around here. Because if you think about it, any meal that you get that's substantial enough to feed you at, say, McDonald's uh, or any fast food is going to cost you about six bucks if you want to be full. So, oh, big pothole. Wow, that was huge. That one was huge. So yeah, it's a good deal because you know I can eat I can eat half a pizza, but it's rare that I'll eat an entire pizza or that I'd be that hungry or that I would have enough time to let that settle. So I usually eat about a half a pizza, maybe a piece more, maybe a piece less. Which means that you just paid for two meals or just about two meals for the same price or less than you would pay to go to a fast food restaurant and it's just as quick. I would actually argue that it's quicker because quote unquote hot and ready, not always do they have them hot and ready, but they certainly are out of the window within a matter of a couple minutes. You don't even need to pull forward to a second window to pay or anything of that nature. You're just good to go. I really don't know what's going on here, but there's a lot of people backed up to go out this light. I'm thinking I might just go all the way around because they're taking their sweet time and I'll probably get through quicker if I do go this way. Because it looks like everybody else is going real slow. So I'm just looking through for this. Here we go. This is what I was looking for. Found myself way through the parking space. And I'm glad I went this way because it's going to be faster than if I were to have waited for that spot to open because I was behind two cars trying to get into a four-way up oh, and now they're letting people in. Which I need to catch this light because I need to get back for lunch. So yes, the roundabout works. The long cut oh, sometimes turns into the shortcut. I just got through and I would have had to wait for an entire another light. Alright, so back to work here with my pizza. I'll be able to keep talking on the way and when I get there, hopefully. Um, I had something else to say, so it's going to have to come back to me. But in the meantime... Um, okay, it was right before I was talking about the price of a hot and ready pizza talking about getting in with the electrician so yeah it's just gonna be a long day and even the rest of this week because I'm working uh, working full time and then go work a few more hours so I'm gonna definitely be putting in more than 50 hours this week um, I'm not sure how many in total but it'll be a long one and uh, here's the other part that makes today as a Tuesday kind of off-putting or at least I'm trying to stay positive about everything because I just got told as soon as I showed up to work today that my boss got a new timeline update from the head honchos and we need to be done with two houses in two weeks and uh, we could put two weeks on the house that we're on right now and still probably have work to do so we're definitely not going to be completely finished with either house within two weeks but 
sounds like his goal is to crank out as much as possible. So what does that mean for me? Oh, I got a big, big truck. Anyways, what does that mean for me? That means that I probably can't miss any work this week. You know, no oper no situations where I can even allow myself to get sick. But that's going to be tough to do with working so much. I mean, I know 50 hours isn't that much. Um, when I was doing engineering, I was putting in that on a regular basis. And um, I was putting in 50 on a regular basis and even had days or weeks as much as 70 hour weeks. Um, but that was a much different work, a much different type of work, much different. I feel like that's wrong. That was a different type of work. I wasn't doing manual labor where you're lifting and hauling and chopping and stuff like that. I was just designing basically and some prototyping. So even though I might have been able to do that, it was also not as much work because physically and uh, and there was something else I was just going to say. Not as much work physically. And I was used to it, because it was regular for me to work that type of hours. For me here... Up until about spring, I've been doing maybe 35 hours on this job, or for, for my two bosses, because I'm split right now between two bosses. Um, the one has been for more than a month now pretty much having me work for him exclusively but um, yeah so I was part-time for two people and then doing work on the side myself so I was still getting 45 hours a weekend um, between the two plus any others so like three four five bosses depending on how many people I was working for in the week it just was not as demanding, I guess, and tempers are already rising, you know? It's only day one of this new deadline, and uh, the boss has definitely been emotionally... I, I want those different words to come to mind, but since it's a stream of consciousness, I'm just going to say what comes to mind. Emotionally compromised. So, if you think about Star Trek or... Um, you know, mutinies back in the day or whatever, if a captain gets emotionally involved and starts making decisions off of emotion or reacting based off emotion, not off of logic and reason, you get, you get problems. Well, I heard about the time crunch and within the first, within the first hour for sure, I could already see a little bit of short-temperedness and impatience coming out. Um, just due to the fact that one employee made a minor mistake, you know, it wasn't anything I really think was his fault either. Um, when it comes to design and creation, manufacture, there's this thing called tolerance. Tolerance is the amount, the distance you're allowed to be away from your actual distance. So, if my desired length is 
145 inches. It's just a random number there. And my tolerance would either usually be measured in a plus or minus value. Plus or minus an inch, or in most cases with the stuff material we're using, your plus or minus like a sixteenth to an eighth of an inch, okay? Well, it's important to know those tolerances and know, because sometimes it's plus or minus an eighth inch, which means you could be 144 and seven eighths, or 145 and an eighth, that's plus or minus, but sometimes you can't be any smaller than the actual value, so if the measured value is 145 and you're minus zero plus an eighth inch, then you can't be any shorter than 145, but you can be 145 and an eighth. So you'd wanna you'd wanna err somewhere in, in the middle of 145 and 145 and an eighth, so roughly 145 and a sixteenth. And all that comes with time. I've done a lot of engineering work which I had to learn the hard way how tolerances work like that. Um, how big of a tolerance you're allowed to have and tolerance stack ups and things like that. Well, this guy's a young guy. He doesn't know any better. So he went with the actual value instead of uh, actual value plus an eighth, which is what we needed. So it would have been actual plus one eighth minus zero plus a sixteenth. That the minus zero plus a sixteenth is your tolerance and you needed to be an extra eighth inch long. Well he made, he made it exact and which made the dimension too tight. So this was for framing a window in. Um you need an eighth inch above and an eighth inch below the window so you have a little bit of room to wiggle and it was so tight that it was bowing the sill plate material out so the boss kind of let known his impatience a little bit and frustration with the mistake through the communication of here's what's wrong. Unfortunately, he didn't come up with a good here's how to fix it, so we were able to do that on our own. Come up with a good good fix that didn't require any new material. Um, is that something too? Now that I'm talking about work, might as well talk more about work. The uh, when you have a job, I've found something I've learned recently, um, throughout the last couple of years, it's better to have more material than less. When you're working, some people can see that as a profit loss area. If I buy too much material, I lose money because I have now extra material that I didn't use that I've already paid for that I can't return sometimes. Sometimes you can. The other way of looking at that would be um, so the flip side of the coin to that would be you can get 
more material than you need, which allows you to work faster. If I have only the exact amount of material that I need to do my job, I have to go really slow to make sure I don't make any mistakes so that I don't use up an extra piece on accident by making a mistake. Which can be tough. And it's, you know, asking for no mistakes is, will be tough on anybody. In any job, in any situation. Everybody always makes mistakes. You gotta, and no matter what job you have, could be enforcing your law, you can make a mistake. It could be a judge, unfortunately, and make a mistake. So, when you have a limited number of material, only the right amount, and you can't make mistakes, you have to go really slow and be really precise. The other side of that would be to order extra material. And you can go as fast as you need to go and make a mistake here and there. Learn from that mistake and potentially use that mistake later. So, I cut this piece a little too short. Ah, it doesn't go here. Oh well, toss it down, fix the next one so that it goes right. You put that one up and now you have an extra piece sitting there, which might be used and might not be used later. So it's, it's kind of a, it goes from being a complete loss if you weren't to use it to about a 50% loss um, because you have a chance of using it later. Well, the opportunity cost, as my econ professor would say, is the cost of the extra material by ordering more than you need versus the cost of the extra time in having that put up knowing that you only have the right amount of material. But it, it gets deeper than that. Not only is not only does it cost more <clears throat> pardon me because you're taking longer to do it you still have the potential to make a mistake. You still have the opportunity to mess something up, no matter how precise you get. Which means, you could still short yourself material. So now, I'm short material because I made a mistake that can't be used because I was being extremely precise and something would still happen. And now, the boss has to leave the job site, go pick up more material, if it's available. You have to pray that there's not a lot number to it. A lot of material are made in lots, and you it would have to buy all the material at one time because the next time you go back, it's gonna be a different lot. That means a different machine made it, and so all all your measurements are gonna be slightly different. The material might be a totally different color, a slightly different color. It doesn't matter. It could be different. So you run into a risk of cost added to go pick up more material, which is usually the boss, which means it costs the most money to get that material. And you're only going to grab a few more pieces, which is going to end up putting you over the amount that you started with, which is the same as buying more to begin with. When you buy more to begin with, at least you know your lot numbers are all the same. You know your material is going to be the same. 
and that you're going to have access to it. Sometimes they discontinue items while you're making them. So put on a thousand sheets of siding, you're three sheets so short. Now you can't go get that because they discontinued it and they're using a different siding now, you know. There's so many different trade-offs. And I've worked for bosses that are more precise and buy just the right amount of material. And I've worked for bosses that buy more than, they say, between 5 and 10% for mistakes. Well, that's how much you would add on. So material you'd buy 110% or 105% of the amount of material that you need. Oh look, another wasp mess. So that, um, so you have that little extra. Well, I work for bosses that do more like 15-20%. Why? Because the cost of the material relative to the overall cost of what I just went through, labor, labor for the boss to go get material, the extra material, and the risk of it being not the same, is worth that 15-20% extra. Not only that, but like I said, there is the opportunity to return that. Now, I would say that it is wrong, ethically, for a person to intentionally order more material than they need in order to make a profit on the material by returning it. So I, for a short time, worked for a boss that did something like that. I quickly left, but that's kind of taking advantage of a person when you intentionally order more materials than you need in order to return it later and get the money back. Because the customer might not see that return. So that's just a little something to think about when you're creating anything. Think about those opportunity costs. What is really, what are you really saving? How much are you really losing? Your profit loss isn't going to be on material unless it's crazy expensive material. And that's where you might even have this type of situation. I want to get the exact amount of material because this material is really expensive, especially relative to the labor involved in, in assembling or creating or attaching this material. So what do you do in that situation? Could you be more precise? Risk having that loss and having that mistake made and then not being able to get that material again or having to go buy another piece. I would say that this is what you do. Instead, in that situation where the material is highly expensive, you find an alternate material, you get the exact amount of the material you need, maybe that 5% extra, just in case, but then you take, and to make up the rest of that 15-20%, get a material that's cheap, that's the same dimensions. So if you have a half inch material that's eight foot long, 
OSB is not a good alternative because it's expensive, but Luon um, with some spacers or cutoff material from something else, you can make a quote-unquote template or practice piece from a totally different material that's cheaper. Make your mistakes, get it right, transfer the lines over to your actual material that's expensive, and you just saved yourself whatever the cost of that whole piece is minus the cost of whatever that cheap material you got. And you saved yourself the labor and the time to get new material even if it's possible. I mean, if it's even possible. There's just a lot of logical thought <clears throat> in preparation on the boss's side that goes into pretty much any job, but specifically manufacturing or construction or building. Now, there's some job types too that you A, might as well get 150% of your material because that material can be used elsewhere. So in a situation where you got maybe two houses and you're trying to do siding, and the siding's the same on both houses, either A, get all the material for both houses plus your extra right away, or, you know, go a little heavy on your material on the first one. <clears throat> because you're learning, your mistakes will be mostly on that first one, your ability to learn will help you through to the second one and you won't make as many mistakes on the second one. So that's an opportunity, especially with framing and two by fours and things like that. Anything that doesn't matter about the lot because it's just a generic size and shape and you're gonna need it elsewhere for even other materials like two by fours specifically, get as many as you need plus because you're gonna always, always, always need two by fours. Um, so that's a good situation to just go above and beyond. But, you know, it's getting close to the end of my lunch break here. Um, I should probably wrap things up, eat up the rest of my pizza. I did eat half a pizza, look at that, and uh, get back to work. So thanks for listening in to this one-part episode of Zelodio, a walk to the corner store, stream of consciousness. This title is Lunch Break. Hopefully I'll catch you again soon. Thanks for listening.